Today, I sit down with Christy Schaefer, External Relations and Communication Coordinator with Repsol here in the Woodlands. Christy graduated from Oak Ridge High School and then went on to graduate from Sam Houston State University with a bachelor's degree in mass communications and a master's in history. Christy has been with Repsol for seven years here in the Woodlands, and Repsol is a global multi-energy provider that strives to drive the evolution towards a low emissions energy model. On this episode, Christy um, shares her how her interest in writing began at a young age. She grew up loving to read, write, and tell stories. In college, she was a part of the Histonian News and really found a love for uncovering stories in investigative journalism. Christy shares about the mentors and the leaders that have, that helped push her along the way, how the experience, um, how getting experience has been the best thing to help prepare her for her career, and how she really struggled to find her identity when she switched from communications to public relations. I love at the end when she talks about how not letting fear hold you back. I feel like that has been a common theme throughout this season, and um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you to Repsol for continuing to support Education for Tomorrow Alliance and our community. Hope you guys have a great day. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. Thanks for joining me. I, I I know you're local to Montgomery County, and so I'm excited to have you on the podcast for me to learn a little bit about you, but also have our listeners learn about you. So thanks for joining me. Sure, you're welcome. Um, so I've already given a little introduction um, on the front end of this podcast, but if you could just tell our um, listeners a little bit about you. Sure. So uh, my name is Christy Schaefer. And as you said, I am a local. So I was born in the Woodlands and I grew up in Conroe ISD. I went to just a bit of history. I went to Ford Elementary Hauser, which was a middle school at the time. Then I went to York Junior High and I graduated from Oak Ridge High School. Um, So I've been here a long time. I went to school up in Huntsville at Sam Houston and uh, it's just such a great area. So many opportunities. uh, So I decided to stay here. That's just a little bit of my background. And what what was your major at Sam Houston? I majored in mass communications. Um, So that involved several different tracks, uh, including radio, television, and print journalism. And I took a print path. So I worked at the newspaper while I was there. And I've always loved to write. Um, I love writing. I love reading. So that was kind of a natural track for me was to go into the the print journalism. Yeah. And now you're currently, you're not doing print journalism. You're currently at Repsol with kind of their external relations and communications. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your role there? Sure. So I uh, actually flipped, I guess you could say, to the public relations side. But again, it's, it's still communication. So I do get to do a lot of the same things that I did as a journalist. So I get to write content for the website. Uh, I write content for internal uses. I get to put together communication messages for our executives and generally just tell the story of Repsol. So instead of being on the receiving end as a journalist, I'm on the, the producing end, I guess you could say. So um, still doing a lot of the same things, just telling the story from a different side. Right. Yeah. And I think it's a yeah. good, like we, last week on our, on our 
podcast, we had a journalism who also graduated from Sam Houston State University and is kind of writing the stories of from our county and for the Courier and the Houston Chronicle. So I think it's a great one side. And then now we're into this week in this episode, um, kind of the, the opposite side, like you said, kind of the internal from a company company's perspective. So if you can give us a little bit about kind of why you entered into this career, kind of what did you feel like you were called, what you were being called into um, when making this selection and kind of taking your first steps? Sure. So um, like I mentioned before, I've always loved to write. Um, it's just something I really enjoy doing. And, and along that line, I love to read. So um, I'm always reading books and articles and the news and that sort of thing. And so that just kind of developed a love for writing in me. And a huge part of, of writing is, uh, like I mentioned, just telling stories. Mm -hmm. I just love to tell people um, about stuff. And so whenever I went to Oak Ridge, I actually started my newspaper career in high school um, with the aerial view. And I fell in love with it. I just, I love telling people stories. Um, uncovering things, investigative journalism was something I really enjoyed. You know, working hard to find the truth and communicate that to people. Um, it's just something that I really enjoy. And so that's kind of why I chose that path. I, I'd always loved writing, but I didn't realize how I could use it. Yeah. Um, kind of in a, a social way, you know, to, to help out in the community. And so I discovered that love at Oak Ridge and then decided to go ahead and major in it at Sam Houston. And um, it's a great community as well. Journalists are fun. <laughs> we have fun jobs and we really enjoy working together on those things. So when I made the move to Repsol, it was really exciting because I had never experienced the public relations side before. And um, I had a mentor when I first came to Repsol who explained, uh, who gave me the perspective that I, hey, you're doing the same thing you were doing before. You just have access to all of the sources now, <laughs> which is like, wow, that's really cool. And so, um, yeah, it was a really natural fit moving to public relations, even though it wasn't something that I may have seen as the same, it really is. And so um, I still get to use the same skills, the same talents. And so that passion is definitely still there because in the end, I'm, I'm still doing the same thing. I'm telling a story. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So you mentioned um, the aerial view at Oak Ridge. That's because yeah. Google's, that's, that's clever. That <laughs> yes, <laughs> I thought so too. Yeah. So yes. I, try to I don't know remember. if that's still what it's called. <laughs> I was trying to remember. I went to Conroe High School, and I'm trying to remember what ours was. And obviously, I was not a very good Conroe student to not. I don't know what. <laughs> Sorry, people out there, if you are part of the newspaper at Conroe where you were. Um, but you mentioned kind of your experience there and a little bit of experience in college. What do you feel like prepared you most to be able to enter into this career of journalism and writing and things on those lines? Wow. Um, you know, honestly, I think the thing that prepared me most was just experience working at newspapers. Um, and I had really great leaders, both at Oak Ridge High School and at Sam Houston, who really empowered us as students to um, explore the role. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of handholding. It was more like, hey, go find the story, go investigate the story, find what you need to find, write it. Um, we even laid out the newspaper, you know, it was all very student driven. 
And I think that's so important because that's how you gain that experience of owning a project and seeing it through from start to finish. Um, and as part of that process, you know, you make mistakes. And so you learn how to overcome them as you go through it on your own, if that makes sense. Um, so I really would encourage students, if you're interested in something, to get experience doing it as much as you can, because I think that that experience is what prepares you to actually go out into the world and make a career out of something um, or just pursue something that you're passionate about. And that's just so valuable. Um, you know, you can learn so much in the classroom, but you really learn when you put it into practice, right? right. And so that, I would say that's really what prepared me most was just working hands-on in the field that I wanted to pursue. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, yeah. Like pursuing passions, well, like that gives mm -hmm. you, give them, give you, gives listeners a chance to really kind of find what their mm -hmm. passion is or what they want to do or trying things out or yeah. figuring out, no, that's not what I want to do. Or yeah, I really exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Don't be afraid to try it and just see how it goes. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break. All right, welcome back. We are um, speaking with Christy Schaefer, who is the, with External Relations and Communications at Repsol here in the Woodlands. And um, we are kind of learning a little bit about you, learning about um, kind of the communication side within an intern, like within an organization, um, but also how that's still kind of tying into what your kind of overall goal was within mass communications and journalism as you went through school. What have you, what would you consider to be your proudest moment, whether that be within your current career or kind of as you were working up to where you are now? Wow. Um, you know, I think one of my proudest moments is actually uh, a series of years, <laughs> but um, when I worked for the newspaper at Sam Houston State, um, I was so proud of the work that we produced as students because we had a little bit of experience coming in, but in general, we were all very green. We were very much learning and we would come together every day, but to produce a newspaper twice a week. And, um, you know, that's a tall order for students who are also going to school. Um, you have a, a big course load, you've got projects and reports you have to work on and to produce a newspaper twice a week at the same time and, and to produce stories that are making a difference at the school and in the community. Um, I was so proud of that. And it was so exciting to see every week how people would step up in different ways, um, whether it was an editor or a reporter, everyone had a job and everyone did such a great job of it. And um, I was just so proud. And I, so I think it's not a moment, it's a time frame, <laughs> but definitely that's, that's some of my proudest times. And it's a team, you know, I'm proud, but it was a team effort, team achievement. Right, well, and that's so important to learn how to work in a team at a young age, because you will never not I don't know many yes. that you're not working with a team, even like EFTA, it's just one other person, but we're still a team. Like, yes, exactly. It's a great skill to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. So on the opposite side of that, what would you say has been your greatest challenge? I would say 
this might seem a little odd, but my one of my greatest challenges was actually switching from journalism to public relations mm -hmm. because I wasn't exactly sure what that would look like. And I'm not a huge fan of change. I think change can be hard for a lot of people. Um, and it, it certainly is for me. So I had built my almost my identity around journalism in a way. It was something I'd done since high school. And so switching to public relations was a bit of an identity change. It was a big identity change, actually. And so that was a challenge to see my new role. And I don't want to say a positive light, but just to, to even envision what my new role was, what that looked like, what that meant for me. And I was lucky enough, um, like I mentioned earlier, to have some really good mentors, um, some really good leaders who had gone before me, who had made the exact same change and could really help walk me through what it looked like. And just to remind me that I'm adding value still, even though it's in a different way, um, to see how I could use the, the skills and the talent and the passion that I had for journalism in a different way. So while it was a challenge, it was also a, a really good growth opportunity. And um, I'm grateful to those mentors. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen it that way without them. Right, right. Well, and yeah, yeah I think our listeners are probably like, Corinne, you sound like a broken record, but the mentors are so important. Like it's almost every episode. Yes. So they're probably like, eh, let's skip to this part. But I think the mentors are so important just in it, they, they, it. And that's just not me saying it. That's all of our podcast guests. That's our listener volunteers, yeah. our panels. Those are our mentors for our internships. It's the people along the way that have kind of helped instill that confidence and provide mm -hmm. that guidance. Um, that is key to majority of us. So definitely. Uh, yes. Thank you for touching that. And listeners, thank you for sticking with us through that part or sticking with me as I repeat myself almost every episode. So um, what would you go back and tell your 17, 18 year old high school self? What's that one piece of advice? I think the one piece of advice that I would tell myself is don't let fear hold you back from doing things that you want to try. Um, you had mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, about finding things that you want to do, but also finding the things that you don't want to do. And I think that too often um, we hold ourselves back because we're afraid of failure or we're afraid that something won't be what we expect. And, um, you know, both of those things are inevitable either way. So we might as well give it a shot, see what happens. And that's definitely something that I wish I had done when I was younger, um, just to make sure we capture all the opportunities that we can, uh, because we do have so many opportunities here um, where we are. So that would be my advice to myself. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm soaking that in. So um, we like to um, end and kind of wrap up each podcast episode with a couple of additional questions just to get to know our guests a little bit better. What would you, and you've said you're a reader, so here's your test. What would you say your top three books are? If you could narrow it down to three. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's very hard to do. <laughs> but, um, so I have to say one of my favorite books of all time probably a lot of you have heard of it. It's called Ready Player One and it's a, a sci-fi type book. Really fantastic. Highly recommend it. Um, I haven't read the second one, but I've heard it's even better. So we'll see. 
Um, the, the second one is also another sci-fi, but it's called Ender's Game. It's a really good book. Um, it's got a plot twist at the end, so watch out for that. Really good one. And then the last one is a book that I actually read from church, and it's called Redeeming Love. Um, so it's, it's a good one, too. I would recommend those three. Are you those like are my favorite actual book reader? Or are you like an audio or Kindle? How are you? How do you like to read? I am an actual book reader. So I spend a ton of time on my computer. So when I'm ready to read, it's really nice just to not look at a screen. <laughs> so, yeah. That too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that's old school, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. And then what three things would you bring with you um, if you, or would you have if you were stuck on a deserted island? Okay, so three things on an island. For sure, I would bring my husband. Um, he's my favorite. <laughs> I would definitely bring my dog because she is my baby. So I would want her to be there too. And then of course a book because what else are you going to do on an island? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the last time we had one of our guests on and we asked that question and she said her friend, like her best friend. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, every time I've ever answered that growing up, summer camps high schools I would have never thought to bring a person like I guess there was no rule that you couldn't bring a person but that never even like crossed my mind as I was always like screen and hat and like all of those like I don't know yeah the basics the necessities yes well, Christy, um, I really appreciate your time. Um, I appreciate you and Repsol and the support that um, you guys are to our community, but also to EFTA. And um, we, I just appreciate you joining me today and giving us a little insight to you and your career. Um, listeners, if you'd like to learn more about EFTA and the programs that we offer both online and in person, you can visit us at www.efta.com us.org. Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was my pleasure.